This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 1st of November. In your Squeeze today, remembering Bert Newton. When world leaders meet, getting overseas, and dad bod becomes dictionary official. This is your Squeeze today. Starting this morning, Claire, with news over the weekend that perhaps the most recognisable personality in television here in Australia has died. Bert Newton was 83 years old and he's been receiving care in hospital since March. He was remembered yesterday by national leaders, by people right across the entertainment industry and, of course, his family as an iconic performer and a comedian. His career spanned seven decades. Uh, He was on the radio, he was very much on the television and he also had a late stint in theatre. What people said was that he really was a traditional TV character. Uh, He really was the last survivor of television television from its very beginnings. Yeah, he was on our screens literally from the time TV started in black and white in the 1950s until the mid-2000s. Safe to say he was and will always be a very big part of Aussie TV. Let's gallop through his career quickly, Claire. Yeah, so television in Australia kicked off in 1956 and by 1957 he featured on the biggest show going around and that was in Melbourne tonight. Uh, He then went on to be on the Graham Kennedy show and the Don Lane show. He was known as the sidekick uh, and he very much became the star through his own shows, including New Faces. And then later into the 90s and 2000s on Good Morning Australia. So no matter what time of day you watching TV at some part of the last six, seven decades, he was on it. Yeah, many, many, many tributes for Bert Newton. He's survived by his wife of 46 years, Paddy, his daughter Lauren and son Matthew, and six grandchildren. His family have been offered a state funeral by the Victorian government, which they have accepted. Plenty of details to come on that in the coming days. Keen listeners of The Squiz will know, Claire, that Scott Morrison jetted off late last week to the G20 Summit. That's a meeting of the world's largest economies, 20 of them. In fact, no prizes for guessing that. There was a bit of politics in the periphery, for example, the interaction between our Prime Minister and French President Emmanuel Macron after that failed submarine deal. But let's focus on the policy. It's a good tip, Kate, maybe for the quiz, quiz we should ask how many countries are in the G20. Nice but and easy. You've given that away. <laughs> uh, I think uh, when we focus on what happened over the weekend, policy really was front and centre. Uh, a global minimum tax of 15% aimed at stopping big businesses from hiding their profits in tax havens was something that was agreed by leaders. That's a big proposal that has been in the works for quite some time. So it really is a big step forward when it comes to the global economy and tax evasion. Uh, United States President Joe Biden said that that's more than a tax deal. It's actually diplomacy to reshape the global economy. Uh, Also a pledge to vaccinate 70% of the world's population against COVID by mid next year. That's a really big job to do. And of course, there's been lots said about COVID still being an issue while there is COVID spreading throughout the world. Uh, So health and 
and the economy very much front and centre. They've also discussed climate change, which has been a big issue on the G20 agenda for some time. But with COP26 coming up, it was a bit less specific this time around. Yeah, we'll get to that in just one moment. But back to that vaccination target. As it stands, about 50% of the world is vaccinated. As you alluded to, Claire, the G20 is bound to be overshadowed fairly quickly as that big climate change summit, COP26, kicks off today in Glasgow in Scotland. Talk us through the big aim of this summit, Claire. So what happens at these COP meetings, the Conference of Parties, is that they come together over a couple of weeks and get right into the guts of the specifics of scientific and also policy commitments that nations can make. And normally the World Leaders Summit ends the conference, but this time it's right at the very start. So the two-day gathering of world leaders is kicking off later today, our time. By the time we talk tomorrow, Kate, they'll be almost through their first day. Uh, What it's being billed as is a make or break chance to save the planet. So no pressure, really. (laughs) And the aim is to get nations to recommit to targets to cap global warming at 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels, locking in actions to do that. There's been a lot of criticism about countries making pledges but not following through on action. No doubt it's going to be all the talk this week. We reckon there's going to be a squeeze shortcuts in what goes down. I reckon that's in our future for sure. Yeah, look out for that on Thursday. A bit closer to home and today is a milestone of sorts. Our international borders start to open back up. From today, vaccinated Australians, permanent residents and family members will be able to come and go from the country without needing an exemption. I reckon, Kate, we were probably talking this morning two years ago in 2019, and if you'd said to us then that the Australian border would be closed for that whole period, yeah. we would have not believed you. But, of course, that's what Nuts. the that's what the pandemic has done, and it's quite incredible to think that it's been all that time that our international border has been closed. Uh, during the pandemic, 189 countries closed their borders, but by the end of last year, about half had reopened. Australia has been quite unique that we've kept our hard border ban in place for all of that time, except of course for that travel bubble with New Zealand. But, you know, they're our cousins, they're just across the ditch, so we don't really count them. (laughs) They're basically family. So that is set to reopen today as well. Yeah, it looks like also some more details on a travel lane between Singapore and Australia. That date looks to be November 21. It's certainly a bit of a moment for us here given it's been over 18 months since Australia announced it was closing its borders to all non-citizens and non-residents. That was back in March 2020. In case people missed it, Claire, Facebook has announced their new company brand, Meta, is what they went for. Apparently it's about solidifying the social media giant as being about the metaverse. What's the metaverse? (laughs) <laughs> what the what the experts say is that it's an expansive and immersive vision of the internet. Uh, basically, it's using virtual reality. We'll be able to go in there, Kate, and record this podcast, basically looking at each other as if we were at a coffee shop. So it's a really incredible part of the future. And what Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg says is that it's something that Meta uh, is definitely leaning into, uh, recasting that 
that brand say is about making sure that people understand that the old Facebook company is about a lot more than social media, but of course critics say that it's just a smokescreen to divert attention from their very many scandals that they're dealing with. All I know is that it's beyond me. (laughs) Just to be super clear, if you're wondering, Facebook as you know it will remain Facebook. This is more their corporate brand, like Alphabet is to Google. The Meta logo, Claire, looks kind of like the ABC logo, but with one less loop. Did you notice that? (laughs) Yes, and it looks like I've drawn it. It's a bit lopsided. Yeah, it's a little wacky. (laughs) Before we squeeze the day, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary has added hundreds of new words. The one that caught my eye, dad bod. It's made it. It's official. (laughs) It's in there. It's basically a bloke that's gone a little bit pudgy after being super fit as their life goes on and family and work commitments take over. Uh, I'm a particular fan of Amirite as one word, A-M-I-R-I-T-E. It's just shorthand. You can text that now with legitimacy. No no spaces, Amirite. Amirite. One word. One word, yep. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire. From me, some state-specific ones. New South Wales has former Premier Gladys Berejiklian back at ICAC today. So especially those listening in New South Wales, that'll be filling your news feeds. And up in Queensland, the outgoing Chief Health Officer, Dr Jeanette Young, will be sworn in as Governor for the Sunshine State. That's happening. And of course, 1st of November, pinch and a punch. November kicks off. Probably would have been a huge thing if it was a month ago and we're all still in lockdown. Uh, No doubt plenty, though, will be growing their facial hair or keeping it there. Of course, it's about supporting uh, mental health, suicide prevention, prostate cancer and testicular cancer. Yeah, if you do see someone with a great mo this month or even a pretty average mo, maybe even more so if it's a pretty average (laughs) More often than not. You might want to. Yeah, you might. I want to consider a donation. That's all from us. Enjoy your Monday and we'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.